to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and I'm your host. And this is episode 38. I'm so excited you're here. I am, I've created this episode today to walk through some case studies of clients that I've worked with who had sales funnels that just weren't working for them and what we did to fix those and the results they had. I thought it would be helpful to just give you some case studies and some examples of how this whole sales funnel thing works that we've been talking about for the last three weeks and give you um, some insight on things that once you implement some of the things that I've talked about in the last few episodes, like analytics and uh, identifying where your sales funnel is broken and you know all those different components, um, some of the results you can have. And some of these are really exciting. So why don't we go ahead and get started and um, jump right in. This episode is being brought to you by my new five day free challenge to grow your email list. How important is an email list? Well, it is the catapult of your marketing. If you aren't getting subscribers to enroll in your email list on a regular basis, you are definitely losing money. However, creating that free download can be a challenge. It's the start of your sales funnel. If you don't have something people want, you're not going to get subscribers. So this five day challenge walks you through creating that free download. Every day you'll get an email in your inbox with a specific direction and a step to take that that specific day. At the end of the week, I'm also doing a live training to answer questions, give you some insider tips and techniques on getting that download created to perfection. And also, how could it be better? I have a free Facebook group where you can go and post your questions all week long build collaboration with other people that are growing their list in their business and learn some inside tricks and tricks of the trade inside the group. So join me for the free training by going to alisaconnor.com forward slash challenge. I can't wait to see you inside and to see your wonderful opt-in when you finish it. Again, go to alisaconnor.com forward slash challenge to participate in this five-day challenge. See you soon. So the first example is um, I have a client named Liz and she owns a craft store for its resale craft items. So she she calls it the thrift store for craft items. And so people will bring in their former loved craft items and she pays them outright for them and then she resells them. And it's a fun little shop and she's done really well. I actually got to work with her when she first started her business and it's been really fun to watch her grow and move locations and now they've bought a location and it's just it's really fun to be a part of that so one of the arenas that we set up for her when i created her website was and i was teaching her about email marketing and she is a listener of the podcast so if you're listening liz yay thanks for listening again and she mentioned to me the other day that she had implemented some of the tips that I talked about in um, the one of the email series podcasts that I just did. 
And I happened to be in the shop over um, a couple weekends ago, and we had talked about, you know, email. And she was so excited because she had implemented a few of these tips. And one of them was just, I, I think it was the um, creating email headlines that people actually open. And so one of the things that we did was she implemented the emojis into her headline. And she was super excited because when we went into the reporting, I was like, look at this, you've had double the email opens. And it was just a simple little technique that we, you know, I mentioned on the podcast and she happened to be a client, so I know it worked. So I wanted to mention to you though, some of the things that Liz really has going for her in her store and things that we, you know, we set all this up a long time ago. Well, number one is in email success specifically, she has a very strong and highly engaged list. And when we looked at her reporting, it wasn't just people signing up in the store, which are obviously they're going to be interested because they're already in the store. They want to know, you know, new classes that are coming up or if they have promotions that they're running or new products that might be of interest to them. Of course, they're going to be interested in that. That's a very highly, easily, highly engaged list. But what was most interesting is that people even that were coming to the website and signing up for the list that way through the newsletter subscription that we have um, set up for her were equally as engaged. And so I just thought that was really, that, that was a really cool statistic. So she has seen um, her list steadily grow over the last few years as she's been in business, but she has incredible open and click through rates. Her open rate is somewhere around 50%. That is unheard of. Like the average average industry open rate is 20%. So I'm sharing this success with you because it's really important um, as a business owner that you realize who you put on your list is, is even more important than how big your list is. And we get really obsessed with like, I need 50,000 subscribers. No, you don't. Because if those 50,000 subscribers never buy anything from you, that is not a viable list. So there are some things that Liz is doing really well and that she may not even know that these were set up, but I'm gonna share her, her piece of it. But number one, her list is super targeted. And you've heard me talk about targeting many, many times on the show and really getting clear about your audience. Now, she's super clear about her audience, even though they offer a ton of different products for people that craft, um, her audience is crafters. And it's specifically craft, specifically crafters who are interested in crafting, but that may not have um, the budget or may not want to invest additional funds in high-end craft supplies. Um, and they also likely are supporters of local and small business. So I think some of the reason that she's done so well is that she does a great job of cross-pollinating products. So she may have somebody that is interested in, say, scrapbooking, but they also may be interested in making cards or creating, you know, other paper crafts. So she can cross-pollinate those with different um, classes. So she may offer a card making class and go, oh, by the way, did you know you could also use these products to create a scrapbook page? Or, um, you know, we have a specialty class coming up on a, on a specific craft product. And she can do that 
you know, across the board. So she may have quilters that may do, may just want to do a quick um, project that's like a receiving blanket or a bib or something, just a, you know, a quick fix pro project that they can come and do a class and they can be social and she gets them back in the store. So number one is she's super targeted about her market. Number two is that her content in her newsletter when she delivers it, and she only does a monthly newsletter, folks. So a 50% open rate on a monthly newsletter is incredible. Like most other clients that I have seen, they're lucky to get like 7% for a monthly newsletter. Like the more Typically you get in front of your audience, especially as you're building your list with value, the better it is because you're staying top of mind. Um, but she has a great open rate. But the other piece of it is that when she sends content out, it's not fluff. It's very valuable. It's very specific. It's not just like, oh, yay, it's spring. No, it's not. It's like, okay, it's spring. We are taking, um, you know, new product in in these categories on this one day. If you don't call and get an appointment, you won't be in. We're offering these specific classes. Here's where you sign up. Uh, these are the products that are on sale. Here's what's going on in the store. And then another piece that um, Liz has folded into her business, and I love this so much about them, is they always have a nonprofit that they partner with. And so a lot of times she'll partner um, with they're always local nonprofits, but she'll um, feature them in her newsletter and give people the opportunity to either participate in the store in supporting the nonprofit or she'll run a contest around the nonprofit or she'll directly link to the nonprofit if people just want to donate. Um, that's one of my favorite pieces about their business is that they they are they have always given back in some way or another. So, her content is super clear, it's super valuable, and people eat it up. I mean, it's stuff they really want to know. And then the last piece that's really uh, important in your emails and that she has implemented very well is that her calls to action are very obvious and they're very specific. So, for example, um, she has, uh, they, they only take consignment op or they don't, it's not consignment, but they only take product in to the store every other month because they just get inundated with product. There's a ton of craft products out there that people want to, you know, get rid of or sell or whatever. And she has a whole list of things they won't even take anymore because either one, they don't, you know, have room for them or they're not selling or two, um, there are specific criteria like there you would not believe what some people try to come in and get paid for um but she has a whole criteria like you know they can't smell they can't be stained a whole list of things um but she's really clear about that like if you want an appointment this month you need to call the store on this date by this time and some of her calls to action are you know more like automated click through buttons, but that one specifically requires a phone call. Do not leave a voicemail. You've got to get a hold of somebody. And so it's really, really clear. And she puts that in the email and um, that's that's a really direct call to action. Well, another one would be if you have a, a class that you're interested in, you would click on the button and you can go and sign up for the class. Um, but she has those really clear calls to action. So you know exactly where you can go learn more information or you can sign up or you can get on the list or whatever it is. 
And she doesn't beat around the bush with it. She just gets really clear and to the point. So those are the three um, pieces that I wanted you to take away from her success specifically with email. Because if you implement even one of those, um, you're gonna see higher results and higher conversion. And I think part of the reason that she has such high conversion is because she does all three. So again, just to wrap up what she did, I mean, her open rates are incredibly high. I mean, we could all strive to be, <laughs> to be Liz. Let's all be Liz. Um, with with 50% open rates. But um, really, really important is that she, you know, only adds people to the list that want to be there or have opted, self-opted in. Number two, she's been super targeted with her marketing and with how she gets people on her list. Number three is that she provides really, really clear and valuable content. And number four is she's really clear with her simple and um, effective calls to action. So if you took those four tips and implemented them into your email marketing or even just, you know, part of them, if you if you aren't ready to do all of them, but just remember really clear, ask them what to do or, you know, tell them what to do, tell them why to do it and get really clear. So that is Liz. That was my success story with Liz. And I just love her. So shout out to Liz at the craft box. You're doing great work. And I'm really excited for you and your um your new success with email and your current, your ongoing success with email. So it was really fun to see though, when she had the open rate of the emojis that it, it almost doubled. So that was really exciting. So my next case study is, it happens to be a, a chiropractor I've been working with for a few years. And when we started with her, she was with a, um, a company who really specialized just in using, in um, creating chiropractic sites. Well, unfortunately what you find with those companies is, what they will do is create a templated site for every single chiropractor and then put that site up. Uh, they may have a little bit of a focus on SEO, but they really don't have any branding and they're not um, directing any kind of inbound marketing around a specific audience. And so she was really struggling with trying to get leads from her, from her um, online presence, as well as building any kind of email list. She really hadn't been building an email list. So we put into effect a lot of the, different um, aspects of a sales funnel and as long uh, along with creating a brand for her creating um, some really specific messaging and I'm going to talk more about messaging here in the coming weeks but really clear messaging directed towards a certain audience as well as uh, implementing some specific strategies around email marketing and getting some promotion for her office in the town that she's in now when we did that um, we not only saw the results from people coming in that are finding the office via the website and via the messaging, but also now we're seeing um, some good traction with the lead magnet we put in there. And I'm going to um, be honest with you about lead magnets, lead magnets, because a lot of people will just say, hey, just put it up there. But the reality is, is that when you create a lead magnet, you need to make sure that you're testing it. Because if you're not, what we found with her is we, we created a lead magnet that we thought was really great. It was around some specific spine exercises to strengthen the, the muscles around your spine, but it just wasn't getting traction. And so, uh, you know, a little ways in, I was like, ah, we probably need to shift this. And so we, re we made a um, shift to that lead magnet and created something that was requested often by new patients. And that was, you know, a reduction in the new patient exam. 
And when we implemented that, her email list started to grow. Now, the other piece of this was that she was not, because she didn't have an email list um, system to continue to market and stay in front of those people, she wasn't getting any traction with with that list. And so by implementing the system of, you know, not only having a free download um, with the form right on our website to, you know, people can get it instantly in their email, um, but we also implemented some specific tactics around how many emails to send, what to send in the emails, um, not just to be promoting all the time. That balance really needs to be about 90-10. People don't want to be sold to, they want to be informed. So along with creating content around with that same um, philosophy of, you know, how can we serve? How can we help people? We also created some email that reiterated that message and, um, you know, enabled people to create a relationship with her. So in doing that, we have not only increased the number of people on our email, we have 200% increased the number of people on our email. Um, and that's been, you know, just over a year, but also the people that are receiving those emails are opening them, right? The last email that I just saw, um, that we sent out for her, I just checked her numbers. She actually had a 100% click through rate, which that never happens, but that tells me that what we've created with that download is so powerful that people want it. And so um, that's exciting news for her. It doesn't always happen for every single thing. You know, we have different clicks in our emails and of course they're not all gonna have a 100% click-through rate, but she is, she is seeing click-throughs and she's also, uh, more importantly than getting open and click-through rates, she's seeing more clients in the office that continue to come back again and again because they have um, not only received relief from what she's doing, but because she's staying um, in front of them all the time and a lot of her competitors are not, and she's building a viable list based on people that really want to interact with her, um, she's seeing success that way. And people are finding her and she's, um, you know, she's also getting business via referral and all that. So, so that's my second case study. And she start she started from ground zero, really. She didn't have an email list. She had a pretty new business and she's not only seeing success, but she's seeing success that is continual and repetitive. So if you are one of those people that's like, Oh, I don't have any of this started yet. And I'm totally freaking out. And Elise is going on and on about email and I know it's important, but I haven't done anything. Do not worry. There is still plenty of chance for you to build an email list. In fact, I highly recommend that you make it a priority in your business because if you're not creating that email list, you really have no way to get back in front of people because they're not captive. Whereas if you have an email list, you they become a captive audience. And as long as you don't, you know, spam them or send them email that's uninteresting, they're going to want to stick around. And it's a great way, especially if you email consistently on a regular basis, like weekly, um, and send information of value that when you're ready to actually sell them something or actually um, offer them your product or service, they are warmed up, they built a relationship with you, and they're going to be more apt to either say, hey, yeah, that's great. Or maybe no, I'm not ready for that. Or, hey, that's not going to work for me. But you know what, I know three other people. And so never devalue uh, the benefit of having a really strong email list. And don't worry, because a lot of people do worry if you don't one have the numbers because numbers come over time. And I've said this before, you know, there's a lot of people that have 10, 20, 30, 
40,000 people on their list, but nobody opens their email. Well, how viable is that list? I would much rather see a list of, you know, two, three, four, 500 people that actually is getting things opened and clicked on because that is an engaged list. That's what we're all going for. And that's what I encourage you to create. So if you haven't started that, start today. You can always start today. And um, don't worry about where you're at now because you're at step one and other people um, are not at step one. So that is case case study number two. I hope that you uh, found some inspiration from that. Now, the final case study is actually somebody that I'm working with right now. And I have just loved working on her business. She has a very, very successful business where she trains um, veterinary offices in communication. And she has a very lucrative business, but she was working herself to the bone. And when she reached out to me, she knew that she needed a sales funnel. So that was really helpful because there wasn't a lot of um, communication around that. You know, you either, she knew what a sales funnel was and she knew that hers needed some improvement. So what we did is um, as we dug into her business and I started to ask her a lot of questions around, you know, what are you doing now to generate sales and what does that look like and how much time does that take? all of those sorts of pieces, um, I started to puzzle, you know, put the pieces together that she was going and doing a lot of work, but not adding people to her funnel. And she thought she was adding people to her funnel, but unlike Liz, when we talked about it, um, talked about Liz's example is that she would just, um, you know, Liz would add people that were truly targeted, interested people to her list. Whereas because people attending the training with Wendy um, had to be there for, you know, um, continuing education credit, she just assumed they would be interested in, in her list. Well, that could or could not be true. And it's hard to know. But the other thing that she had going on is that she really has three different audiences. So she has the people that are actually needing the training so the receptionist um, arena. Then she has the people that would actually approve the training, which is, you know, usually an office manager or perhaps the veterinarian. And then she has another um, arena, which is sales, the sales reps for pharmaceutical companies, because those people are also trying to work with the veterinary offices to get their pharmaceuticals in the office. So... <clears throat> having to identify those three audiences, we realized we had to have three different funnels to bring those people in because they all have different um, components. So we set up all these different funnels, but we also more importantly um, set up funnels for all of her live speaking engagements. She um, is a paid speaker, which is awesome. And she's paid, you know, in, in the industry fairly well to go speak. However, she was only selling product from the back of the room. And I asked her, I said, well, why would we not want to add them genuinely to your sales funnel or have a promotion for them at that time to make a decision on right then and there? And so when we implemented that and we, we had, we tested it on three, four, five different um, speaking events, we generated for her in one quarter, four times the uh, the profit that she had seen in that quarter previously. And that was super exciting. So, you know, we went from, 
I don't remember the exact figures, but let's just say we went from $2,000 to $8,000. And I think it was even higher than that in one quarter. And that was just because we plugged into our sales funnel and said, okay, wait, something's a muck here. What's, what's screwed up? What's, you know, what, what can we tweak and make better? And by doing that and just presenting the offer to them, people were like, uh, heck yeah, you're an awesome trainer. I want more of this. Sign me up right now. And giving them the incentive to do so, people were like, um, yes, I want to sign up not only for this training, but I want a whole year's worth of training with you. And so that has catapulted her business and it continues to do so. So by creating additional pieces to those sales funnel, we can, those sales funnel components, you know, like email nurturing and refining our list and getting really specific about how it's segmented and tagged. And if you don't know about segmenting and tagging, I have an episode on, um, on both of those in one, and I can link to it in the show notes. I don't have the number in front of me, but I'll make sure that I link to it from this episode so you guys can check that out. But you can get really specific with your audience so that if you're wanting to, to send out a specific email to office managers and tell them about the brand new training that you have available to increase um, patient bookings, for one month, you know, I am just winging it right now, but um, you know, you can send an email specifically to them because they're a decision maker versus, you know, the person that needs the training is somebody at the front desk. They may go, oh yeah, this is a great training, but I have to get it approved and I don't wanna deal with that. You can bypass and get the training to the right person, but get the email directly to the person who needs to make that decision. So working with Wendy on that, that process has been, it's been awesome. It was, um, there's a lot of pieces and running components, but I also knew that her end goal was um, to be able to continue to operate most of her business in an online capacity. And we are moving her in that direction very, very quickly. So it's been great to see her numbers and see um, her success and to see that she's like, oh, this is so awesome because I don't have to work as hard and I'm making the same, if not more money. And that's really the goal of any kind of um, work, you know, consulting work or any kind of training that I do with you guys is I want you to have to work less and make more because there are a lot of components and running pieces and um, things that you need to do in your business. And getting up a successful sales funnel that is generating profits and converting customers shouldn't be that hard. It should just be set up and ready to go. And once in a while, make a tweak to it if you have a new product. But once you get it up and you see that it's creating money and generating revenue and generating clients, it can be one piece that you can just let go for a while and then focus on the other pieces of your business, like promoting and um, generating new content and all that kind of stuff. But when you have the funnel set up, and it's working and it's doing what it's supposed to, it's just one less thing you have to deal with. I hope that these three case studies have inspired you and that you can um, take some of the tips that I've shared with you from each of them. They're very, very different businesses, but it's the same structure that uh, we've utilized for every single one of them in creating a sales funnel success. And this is the end of our sales funnel series. 
I have a couple of downloads that I've created for this series that may be very beneficial to you in evaluating your personal sales funnel and making some of the suggestions that we talked about so you can see some of the results that I mentioned in this episode. And the first one is um, from an episode that was two episodes ago, and it's the seven must-ask questions to fix your sales funnel so you can figure out where it's broken. And then these questions will help you identify, one, where it's broken, and two, how to fix it. And you can find that download at alisaconnor.com forward slash three six. And then the other download I have is specific to online funnels. And it lays out all of the different components of your online sales funnel and walks you through what that should look like and what you need to set up. And you can find that download at alisaconnor.com forward slash funnel. I appreciate you tuning in for this entire series. I hope you've enjoyed it. As always, if you have questions or comments or you just want to find out more information or chit chat with me about sales funnels and all things funnels, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Elisa M as in Mary Connor. And I'd love to uh, hear from you over there. Next week, we are starting a, uh, I actually have a guest next week. And I am super excited to have her um, on the show. Her name is Deborah Fryer. And we are going to be talking about changing your internal money story. And it kicks off the series that is coming on story and story branding. And um, a lot of times we get really stuck on the tactics and the outside components. But if we don't have our inside components... um, figured out and on track, it won't matter what we do outside because it's not going to make a difference in our business. So I'm really excited about the interview. I think you're going to enjoy it. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and share it with a friend. Maybe they need help with their sales funnel too. Or also a great way to help out to spread the word is to leave me a review in iTunes and be sure to subscribe to the episodes. I'm going to have some fun episodes coming up later this summer that will just be promoted via um, the subscription. And you don't want to miss those because those are super awesome. So until next week, have a great week and I will see you soon. Take care.